wow, I could stream L-W-A-L-F-L-M-O-Y-T on mutinyradio.fm. I could download the podcast L-W-A-L-F-L-M-O-Y-T. I can even watch it on YouTube. I have one question. What the fuck is L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T? Let's, oh. Let's watch, watch a, a full length movie on YouTube. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube where we watch a full length movie on YouTube with you. You watch it on YouTube with the sound off and you listen to us at the same time. Why? Why do it to yourself? <laughs> hey, man, that's where we're at. That's where we're at. All right. That's where I'm we're at. My research, all of my research. Oh, well, I'm very excited to let you know that we are going to watch a full length movie on YouTube. Carl, I'm dying to know what is the movie this week? This week we will watch, but you should say, because it's the switcheroo, the oh, time of their lives. Gonna, the time of their lives. 1946. What? Switcheroo. Carl, as a self-proclaimed guest, has been co-hosting this show for five years. He has been producing the show for the same time. And that includes uh, our weekly count, Comedian Countdown, which you'll hear shortly, and the theme song, which you heard in the beginning. So... Uh, and also, Carl researches the movie. He actually watches these movies several times, and he writes down copious, copious notes. And he guides me. And usually, I don't watch the movie at all. I just uh, put the audience around. Yeah, I'm like Muni Radio audience. I just do fuck all. Usually <laughs> in their studio. And then uh, Carl has all the notes, and he will tell me the story. Well, it's switcheroo time. As it is, it is usually this time I've researched the movie. Carl has requested a film, the time of their lives, and asked me to to research it and host Carl, who's never seen this movie, never have, uh, to do it. So Carl, uh, I am going to say 1946 is the movie year. So yes. type into your YouTube uh, search engine the time of our lives, 1946. And you yeah. will find curated films and TV shows. The channel we like is curated films and TV shows. Yeah, it's, they're good. There's some really good stuff on it. Okay, including so in the search engine, I see. I'm sorry to interrupt, Mike. Yeah. It says Abbott and Costello dash the time of their lives. Close parent. Uh, you know the parentheses tight against right. There's no space. Oh right, yeah. There. Six. Oh yeah. So we oh, should. Uh, we've been. I've been trying to bury the lead about the switcheroo and the stars of our movie. It's Abbott and Costello on the LWAFLMOIT. The I should boys just are back. The audience. Uh, no, it's all right. It's fine. So it's, it's Abbott and Costello. No, it's important to tell the title. So it's Abbott and Costello, ampersand, and then the hyphen. No, no ampersand. Oh, not Abbott and Costello. I'm not looking at it because I have my no cute. Oh, okay. Abbott and Costello dash the time of their lives, 1946, in parentheses with no space. And the channel we like is curated movies and TV shows. There's an ampersand for you, Mike. Oh, thank God. Oh, I like the mixed stylings of A and D and an ampersand. Oh, mm -hmm. oh, the stories we could tell. All right. Well, so we want you to go to the Find That Movie, Abbott and Costello, Time of Their Lives, 1946 on curated movies and TV shows. Find it. Click the link. Hit pause. Moods timer to zero, zero, zero. We are going to have a special comedian do the countdown for us. Take it away, Carl. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Stephen Lewis. Oh, thank welcome, you. Stephen. Thank you, Carl, and thank you to the audience. Now, Stephen, I consider you a New York City comedian. Is that fair? Are you broader than that? How do you define yourself? Yeah, 100%. I've been doing stand-up comedy in the New York City area for almost seven years now. Wow. Um, but you are correct. I do have, I wear many hats. So, uh, now we met at compound media recently. I think we bumped into each other twice there and, uh, you used to be a producer there today. You're a friend. You're on appearances all the time. Tell me about your producer days, how you got involved there, what you did, uh, at your time at compound media. Yeah, well, I mean, we bumped in the first time uh, on Gino Bisconti's show. Shout out to our buddy Gino, uh, feel better, pal. Yeah. And, and then um, we saw each other at one of the, I don't think we can really talk about it yet because it's, I don't know if it's ever going to see the air, but we were in a part of a crazy game show uh, the other day. But yes, when I was at Compound, I started off as the producer of the East Side Dave show, which uh, shout out to, again, shout out to my big buddy, 
Eastside Dave, who currently has a show called Davey Max Sports that can be found on YouTube. I've been appearing on that as well. Mm -hmm. But yeah, this guy, Eastside Dave of Ron and Fez fame. He used to uh -huh. be a producer on Ron and Fez show. Gotcha. Uh, hello, Ron, Ron Bennington, and rest in peace, Fez Watley. Uh, um, I, I was able to work with Dave for a full year at Compound Media on a one-to-one -one basis and produce his show. So that was my first introduction to the entertainment business. That's where I ended up becoming a comedian through uh -huh. uh, being involved with Compound, who has a steady stream of comedians coming in. Now, on that game show at uh, Compound, it came down to you and me. And I wanted to sing Kumbaya and Ty. Why don't you tell everybody so, what happened? Yes. Um, <laughs> the long and short of it is that I was going into the final round ahead of you. And then the judges gave us an option to either agree to tie and both win. Or if someone double crosses the other one and, and says, I win, they lose. Then, or vice versa. Very strange twist to the end of a long, arduous journey. Um, but yeah, I totally just like look you in the eye and said, we're going to tie yeah. and then knew right away, I'm going to stab Carl right in the back and it's going to be hilarious. So <laughs> I hate to admit this, but yes, folks, hopefully you get to see this uh, as spoiler alert. I end up completely turning on Carl. Uh -huh. I, I was having a great time with you too. But well, it it's fun. better content than singing Kumbaya for sure, right? Okay, now you also, I mean, comedian, yes, but you're also working doing special effects, uh, doing, uh, I wouldn't call it makeup. It, it, it's uh, practical, practical special trauma. effects. Yes, that's, that's, that's about that. Trauma Entertainment uh, you, with Lloyd Kaufman. Uh, you're doing special effects. Tell me about your involvement there. Yes, uh, so I've done practical special effects, uh, which is the specific department that I'm on most times, but I've also done like just art department and general set design, set dressing. Uh, but yeah, my, my love is making blood spray, blood spurt, <laughs> decapitating heads, smashing heads, cutting fingers off, limbs off. Uh, all, over at Troma, we're, you know, well known for our gore, you know, uh, I'd, I'd say there's at least one head crushed in every single piece of trauma production. Um, I know you said that you recently watched Trauma's War. Yeah, not uh, recently, but yes, what, Trauma's War was definitely one of the better shows we did here. And and you're doing, you told me Kaufman's maybe last movie. Tell me about that. Yeah, um, so that's like this great film that you got to go out and find a way to see. They're doing a, a bit of a promotional tour throughout the United States. So just go online and Google Shakespeare's shit. It's hashtag Shakespeare's shitstorm from Lloyd Coffin's trauma. Uh, and it's a take on the Tempest. Okay. Uh, yeah. So it actually has a um, Shakespearean background on the story, uh, but it's one of the most unique films I've ever been a part of and have seen personally, not just to be, you know, selfish about that, but yeah, that was the first film that I uh, got involved with trauma through Shakespeare Shitstorm, uh, which was written by Brandon Bassam, who is the director of Bring on the Damned, a, a new project that I'm currently working on. Uh, we, we filmed Shit, Shakespeare Shitstorm back in 2017, and it took us a while to get it out, and then COVID delayed it even further. Yeah. So we had the world premiere, uh, the New York premiere, excuse me, in person at the Museum of Moving Images out in Astoria, Queen, the Momi. And uh, yeah, we had a sold out audience to, to see that premiere. And now it's been making its way around the country. So here we are sitting in July of 2022 and bring on the damned. What it's it's going to premiere now or. So, so to give you a little more information about Bring on the Damned, it's going to be a five-story anthology oh. wrapped up into one film. Okay. Um, so it's got these five different segments. We've currently completed uh, at least one to my na No, yeah, at least one. And we're working on getting the other five finished. But in the meantime, we've been filming parts of all five with a bunch of really talented artists, uh, actor, persons, comedians in New York City. I know we have Ian Fidance as the star of one of, of, uh, of one of the segments, as well as Zach Amico is also another star. He's my good buddy over at Troma. He got me involved there in the first place. But yeah, Bring on the Dam is a five-part compilation, like slasher, horror, David Fincher, uh, psychological 
funny thrill. It's like a great mishmash of all different genres. Uh, and we'll have the trailer out by the time this episode airs, I was told. So if you guys want to just get like a, a good, yeah, you'll get a good feel of the, the trailer. Uh, if, you, if you can Google that as well, bring on the dance. Now you've got another premiere coming out this month too. This is The Secret of Cuck Island. Uh, that's an intriguing title. Tell me about that one. Yeah, it's the tagline is whose seed is in you. So yeah, <laughs> the secret of Cuck Island is the basically brainchild of uh, a bunch of incredibly talented young folks from all over the country that all came together through Shakespeare, Shitstorms, cast and crew, and we've stayed in touch over the past couple of years. And uh, the the star of it, it's a found footage type film. Uh, and the star, John Bergio, is one of my co-hosts on my new podcast, uh, Blunt Smoker Video. But yeah, That's John Bergio, we'll, we'll get to that. But yeah, John, John Bergio is the star. Our buddy Reeves Elliott, is the, he wrote it. And uh, it was directed as well by Reeves and shot by our buddy Sammy Zhang, who started off as an intern on the trauma film Shakespeare Shitstorm. And he's now accepted to the AFI. He's okay. on his way to L.A. to do two years at the AFI, which is like Very one of the nice. most prestigious honors of any yeah. filmmaker. So we were like, we're, we're losing Sammy for two years uh, because he's the one who's been doing this incredible shooting for us. And, yeah, we just got a dedicated group of funny, uh, really hardworking individuals with a lot of creativity and uh, n- never give up, never die attitude. So um, we're all broke, too. So we, we make things work. Limited budget, so uh, thank you for asking about those projects, man. I'd love for more, more folks to go out there and just Google the Secret of Cuck Island. That trailer is already out. It's premiering at Trauma Dance uh, in Mahoning. It, pre- it premiered at Trauma Dance in Mahoning Drive-In out gotcha. in Pennsylvania uh, this July. So you folks can definitely see the trailer, and then I'm not sure how they're going to go about the streaming. It's probably going to be on Trauma Now. So check out Trauma now if you've never uh, gotten into the whole Trauma library, and you can also see other really cool independent horror. Now, one of the re- well, the reason I thought to have you on the podcast, you were just having a conversation at Compound, and I overheard you talking about a, a podcast that you do that involves a full-length movie. Now, this is called Blunt's Book, Blunt Smoker Video. It's all one word. Tell me about this new project. <clears throat> I mean, that's what brings you here today. I was like, this is pretty analogous to what we do. So tell me about this. It's very synchronistic. Uh, so yeah, I'm very excited to be releasing this brand new project that I've been kicking around for a while. And we've recorded our first demo and we're going to record a second demo and then we'll have it out to the public, I'd say by the beginning of August. So uh-huh. definitely stay tuned, but yes. Blunt Smoker Video is a podcast where me and two of my trauma buddies, we smoke a marijuana blunt, uh, and <laughs> then right, and then we watch uh, a film together. Uh, so what we do, we do is we won't do a, a watch along. We'll watch it together and take a halfway point break and do a recap for the audience on what we're seeing, what we're noticing, what extra effect the marijuana has had on us. And our viewing experience enhancing so, yeah well yeah or you know kind of confused sometimes you can be confused <laughs> um like our, our first demo was kill bill volume one you ah, know which is i think gotcha. it's a tremendous amazing story but you know being high and trying to watch it if you go back and watch the opening scene it's like confusing is all hell you know uma Furman's all beat up and bill is given some sort of strange soliloquy and then she mutters that it's your baby and then he shoots her in the head you know, it's like <laughs> fucking real confusing. And then they go yeah. right to this knife fight between Uma Thurman and Vivica A. Fox, which is like one of the greatest scenes, in my personal opinion, in movie history, you know? Uh, but like something that you don't really pick up when you're just kind of going along for the ride sober. But when Stone, we were like, oh, hold the phone. What the <laughs> hell is going on here? You know, we were talking about how great it looked to have the cereal box all over the floor uh, with all the, the colorful, like we spent five minutes talking about the cereal that was used in that scene, uh, which I think is hilarious. This is content, yes. This is Blunt Smoker Video, all one word, and we're looking for that in August. 
Or yeah, and that's that's going to be on Twitter and Instagram as well. Just one smoker video. If you Google, I'll have that all wrapped up. Again, I, I'm like kind of a little bit of a stickler, a little bit of a control freak, and I feel like we're we're not quite there. We're like 90, 95 percent of the way there. And uh, once I feel comfortable enough, once my psychotic psyche can wrap my uh, wrap wrap my head around it, we'll push it out. Now, you talked about uh, Twitter, Instagram. That's where I was going next, social media. How can people find you out there? You've got uh, Steve Can't Lose. at That's the Twitter. Now, it's it's ST. Okay, if people want to Google you, it's it's PH. It's Stephen Lewis with the PH. Sure, but- yeah. If you see me on, like, a trauma project, I'm listed as Stephen Lewis. On IMDb, I'm listed as Stephen Lewis. Um, but a lot of folks related to compound media and in the New York city comedy scene, know me more as Stevie Lou, you know, which is kind of like a street slang sort of name. Um, so I've got a lot of folks who know me as Stevie Lou and, um, I'm trying to move more towards a professional approach and, uh, adopt Steven Lewis full time, you know, Stevie Lou comedy. That is your Instagram, Stevie Lou comedy, S T E V I E L E W Lou. As in Lewis, Stevie Lou comedy at Instagram, Steve can't lose at Twitter. Uh, what else are you on? Fa- We're friends on Facebook. I think you're Stephen Lewis with a PH on Facebook, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been around. I'm turning forty this year, so I was that age group that was adopting Facebook when it first started. Right. So uh, I'm like two, one foot out the door there. I kind of really use it just to stay in touch with folks, friends and family. So yeah. I don't do as much promotion on Facebook anymore uh, just by choice. I also don't use like TikTok or uh, Snapchat either. Right. Um, to me so far, I feel like Instagram and Twitter uh, do it the trick. It. Yeah, you know, and you can disagree with that and that's fine. And I know some folks are more into more full approach. You know, now that I said this, I'm gonna have to go make sure that I Yes, one smoker video on YouTube uh, before, you know, you get it, Carl, or the audience out there jumps on it. <laughs> okay, now, Stephen Lewis with a PH, Stephen Lewis. Everyone at home is poised to watch this film at the exact same time we do here in the studio. We're all going to press play at the exact same moment, and that's what you're here for. Why don't you go ahead, Stephen Lewis, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. Thank you very much, Carl. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to get your fingers on that play button and get ready for this countdown. Give me a three, two, one, go. Thank you, celebrity comedian. That was awesome. I really enjoyed listening to it when it airs. Now, the <laughs> universal picture. Oh, this picture is universal. Universal. We're used to the giant letters descending the earth. So I guess that was the same premise. They're circling. Premise. Abbott yeah. and Costello. So, Carl, you picked this movie. Why did you pick Abbott and Costello, and why did you pick the time of their lives? Well, I picked Abbott and Costello because I used to watch it on Sundays, probably like you. It was either WOR channel nine or, or Channel yeah, w, or it was either right. or, or, or Channel 11. In the bay, and it was a double feature. I don't remember that, but I do remember that you would turn on the TV and it's like, ah, oh, I miss our tunes. And there's this black and white thing. But eventually you'd get sucked in. <laughs> Abbott! <laughs> and the mummy and everything. So that is why it caught my eye. And then there were a bunch to choose from. So I'm like, what am I going to do? This one I saw they were in Colonial Gap. Yeah, ga- which, uh, which will, yeah, and we'll talk about the, the location and the time and the fifth year of the Revolutionary War right off the bat. Uh, this is Charles Barton's first movie Charles with them. Barton. He did their last film. He's done eight films, including Frankenstein. Okay, so this takes place in 18, 1780. Wow. Did you realize the war happened after the Declaration of Independence? Is that crazy? Well, yeah, that's what kicked it off. We, we oh. shoved it in England's nose. We declare! Our I thought they won, and they're like, okay, boom, here's the receipt. Here we go. So, sign it. so this, is, Dan, this is actually West Point. This is Long Island. This wow, is where the Great Gatsby took place. Uh, they're is- saying, hey, check out the wife of, uh, check out Lady Danbury, huh? Oh, Sir Danbury must be a lucky man. He doesn't okay. have a title, but that's part of it. So basically, this is Long Island. This is where the Great Gatsby took place. Interesting. Uh, in Revolutionary War history, Benedict Arnold 
had West Point here, and he was going to surrender it, surrender it to it. Okay. So that's that is a storyline in here because who came up with the plan? Mr. Danbury, Tom Danbury of Danbury Manor came okay. up with it, which is where we are. Yeah. So we are here and uh, Abbott and Costello are in this movie, but this is the second time in a row that they don't dare see there's Abbott. What Sir, is this a good, Look at this hair. Is this a good liquor? Uh, well, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, from what someone told me. <laughs> <laughs> He's he usually the straight man. Yeah, but he's the best straight man because he has such a great range. He's so angry. He belittles the shit out of Costello in all their movies. Look, he's yeah. boozing. Yeah, he, so, yeah, that's right. There, He will always get to a point in which Abbott's fucking up because he's a dummy. And right. Then, yeah, because, no, Costello's fucking up because he's a dummy. And then Abbott will get pissed at him. But he will, he will shoot him down. Like, you can just see the palatable anger because it's a king and the gesture, right? The straight man is the king. But he's a king to no one, and the jester knows it, and the jester's a fucking idiot. Uh -huh. So they, yeah. you know, that's the Spade Farley dynamic, right? Right. You have David Spade, who's completely pompous, oh. and then you have Chris Farley, who not only tears apart it, he puts them in this place. So right, all the yeah. time. They, they did a movie called. Uh, this is their 18th film, and beforehand it was Little Giant. And these two films are weird because they're not partners in this. Uh huh. They're Marjorie not. Reynolds is going to be and Costello. Well, there's Abbott in the beginning. He's the butler right. uh, of, to a turncoat. And they're saying, we're hearing this crazy ruckus. We don't know what it is. So now well, we're meeting Costello? Costello's a tinker. You know, okay. Tinker Taylor Soldier Sigh? Sigh? He uh, mends pots. He tinks away. And okay. he's making a ruckus sleeping on his moving horse. And I, I think I know what you're talking about. It's untinkable. Oh, that's his body double. Oh, oh perfect. Costello had he had a stuntman and he had a stand-in, and oh, they they worked at parks. This is the scene that made me choose it. By the way, this is he has the asthma scene. in this movie. <laughs> Are we going to turn the sound up for that? I'm trying to. I really, I really have tried to. Did you see the boom mic uh, hanging there? I. I do know that when you sneeze, you don't move your hands to, to <laughs> throw up hay. Yeah, so, not unless you're uh, him or... Uh... We met Nora. This is Nora. This okay. is a weird storyline, but we just met her recently because Bud said, hey, baby, marry me. She's like, fuck you. And she's like, you like that fat tinker, don't you? <laughs> it's like, whoever I like is my moan. So he's great. They're so they're separate throughout this whole film. Yes, and then they will come together in a weird, not you'll you'll okay. see the, in a completely displaced reason. You'll see. Okay. So they're in love, and they're gonna elope. They're out of here. They're done. And uh, Bud's pissed Wait. off. The but he's saying, "Let's elope." Oh, they okay. fell into the hay. He goes, "That's okay. It's all right." But wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is it? No. It's what's the bothering you? What's what's bothering you? I sat on the pitchfork. <laughs> He's from See, Patterson, New Jersey, I hear. Oh, my God. So, yeah, he's from Patterson, and Lou, I mean, excuse me, uh, Bud is from uh, Asbury Park. Oh, So they're Jersey cool. boys. Yeah, you know, they, uh, and fucking Bud had a weird, he got high, uh, shanghaied. He worked as a, yes. like, on his boat, and then uh, next thing you know it, he got changed positions at midway through. Look, he goes, you want some? The meat tastes sweeter when you eat it first. <laughs> but she's gonna eat the entire meat. He's never gonna get a bite of it. It's either Abbott Costello or Dom DeLuise. Uh, they might be the same, not exactly, but that's a combination, I think. See, look, you can't eat this thing. They, they're gonna elope. This movie, Bud loved. He actually, I have the quote. So I have references from the official Abbott and Costello scrapbook, which by that point was called the Abbott and Costello story, and they have a quote from the uh, Saturday Evening Post. The role I like best by Bud Abbott. Okay. Nearly all my co-starring pictures with Lou Costello. Lou is the one who gets hit by the current equivalent of custard pies. And I'm the one doing the throwing. Fans right. should be pleased to learn that my favorite role is the one in the parts are reversed. And I take the punishment. As Dr. Greenway in the time of their lives, I was okay. thoroughly bullied and tormented by Lou, who played a revolutionary period ghost. Give away this. I gave away the plot. Ghost? Did you say ghost? I wait. Did I say what? 
ghosts? Yeah, there's there's ghosts in this movie. This he's was a ghost. the sixties because his hair is he's such a hippie. Oh, he's got the long hair. Yeah, it was revolutionary at the time. Now, so is oh, this is really a important. Powdered wig because a poor person wouldn't wear a powdered wig. No, I got to tell you, this is an important thing. He 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 does. He has a cap. He. So this is a letter from George Washington saying, you're the greatest tinker in all, and I'm proud that you're an American. It's really? the most patriotic thing you could have in your back pocket. Now, wow. Bud, who's cutthroat Greenway, the butler, hears this, and he's going to take the letter because he doesn't want them to elope. He's okay. going re- to report that the maid is leaving to get eloped with the tinker to, to Mr. Danbury. Uh-huh. Mr. Danbury's going to kick Bud out of the office. It's fucking great. Okay. So here he comes. Now this is like the That's first scene. Good. So we're what? Wait, wait, they minutes? are seeing each other now, or they're going to? Yeah, stay yeah, yeah. No, here he comes. We finally have an interaction between these two. Little giant beforehand, he was like a but uh, Abbott was a Lou, I should say. Yeah, was a vacuum cleaner salesman who said he had a ESP. He could read minds. Hey, real- so you're going to go out with Dora, huh? I overheard you're going to get married. But, but I swear to God, Carl, I was watching Carl the entire time I watched this movie. I think it's London. Interesting. Well, he always, he always like talks down to to Lou though. Yes. Yeah. So congratulations. I got you this trunk. All you got to do is stick your head into this trunk. (laughs) This is the Shanghai you were talking about. Well, no, that was in Bud Abbott's real life, but uh, this is how in real life, real life when he was 19. And taken to a boat to work, did you say? So he was like going to be like a porter. Like he, he was working above deck. And okay. the moment they were in sea, they're like, you go down deck, below deck. You work in the, the shitty job. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. So they, they, they switched the bait. I mean, he was on the boat. Right. He, he, he didn't fall through a trap door in North gotcha, Beach or gotcha. whatever. Okay. So minute, go into. Yeah. He said, I got you the trunk. All you got to do is like unlock it. Now open it and stick your fat head in there. So when the boat's tour was over, he was free. He was free. And now okay. he was 19 years old. The These guys met... traditionally means like you're in the army now or. Well, no, but he got forced slave. into like, they attempted yeah. to use them for, yeah. yeah. They, they met in the thirties. So, you know, Bud was selling, he was a candy butcher. He was selling candy at these uh, last things. Yep. There you go. Candy butcher. Yeah, they would answer candy, yeah, strip of candy. I like a yeah. roll of of terrible candy stuck on a piece of wax paper, and, it, yeah. and I eat the paper. Here yeah. you go. So the straight man for Lou wasn't around. So Bud got up, and they clicked. And they became a hit on the vaudeville Wait, the circuit. The straight man for Lou wasn't around. Yeah, he he was sick. He was sick okay, that day. So they, they needed somebody to fill in the role. So, so there was asked, just a role of a candy butcher. He was a candy butcher. I think he was working as a producer at that point. Yeah. He was working in the theater selling okay. candy. They called them candy butchers because they would strip out, they would give yeah, out candy. Yeah. So. so he was working the door or what have you. And they said, we need a straight man that loses sick. So they, they said, go. So here we go. This is Danbury. And this is, uh, God bless her. Uh, this is, uh, what's her name? Yeah, sick. This is Marjorie Reynolds. And she plays Melody Allen. This is Ryan Reynolds? What a departure. What a departure, right? Not really. But he's saying they're married. He goes, ah, your marriage is so, I'm so happy we're married. And he says, you know what's even better? We're going to get titles, sir. And he goes, oh, we don't need titles. We're going to be Americans. He goes, not the way I plan it. Ah, So so here comes the the turncoats. These are friends of Benedict Arnold. They're friends of John Andre, who was a real guy. He was a British spy who snuck into the American army. And he worked with Benedict Arnold uh-huh. and he, they caught him on September 6, uh, 1780. And this is very important or September, uh, September 23rd. And that date okay. plays in it. So they're going to say, we're going to overthrow the American government, this war. And he comes in going, the maid is eloping with Costello. And, we, and he goes, get out of here. What is this shit? And he's like, oh, you got it. Get out! Get the fuck out of here! What is this bullshit? I'm trying to overthrow the fucking. I'm a turncoat. Take care of your traders only. Does have to do with traders? Don't talk to HR. (laughs) Good news. Benedict Arnold is going to surrender West Point. Oh, that's great news. Yes, John Danbury, your plan is working, and we need you to come over to make sure the plan. Is that his ear? 
Is he no, a Vulcan? A... <laughs> well, look who's out the window. It's Whoa. fucking, yeah. It's his uh, wife. It's his wife. On silent. City and harbor on silent haunches and then moves on. The fog comes on little cat feet. It sits looking over city and harbor on silent haunches and then moves on. The fog comes on little cat feet. It sits looking over city and harbor on silent haunches and then moves on. The fog comes on little cat feet. It sits looking over city and harbor on silent haunches. The fog comes on little cat feet. It sits looking over city and harbor on silent haunches. Sits looking over city and harbor on silent haunches. So, fog comes on little cat feet. It sits looking over city and harbor on silent haunches and moves on. Fog comes on little cat feet. Sits looking over city and harbor on silent haunches.
Found is what you got going down in your ear. It's Sunday. Coming to you directly live on Mutiny Radio FM from the Mission District, where it's always flat and sometimes sunny. <laughs> Thank you. 
Sending a staircase, a circular one. See the undersurfaces of the spiral treads and the spaces in between. She is descending and at the same time ascending, and she moves around herself. For she is the staircase, a protoplasmic framework, an internal scaffolding that twists and turns. She is a double helix mounting and dismounting around the swivel of her imaginary spine. The new named DNA can be constructed as a model with matches and a ribbon of tape. Be sure to use only four colors on two white strands of twistable tape. Only matches of complementary colors may be placed opposite each other. The pairs are to be red and green and yellow and blue. Make your model as high as the Empire State Building and you have an acceptable replica of the nude. But, and this is harder, you must make her move in a continuous coil, an alpha helix, a double spiral, downward and upward at once, 